This is Cheese by Hand. I'm Michael Claypool. And I'm Sasha Davies. It might be hard to imagine, but back in the 80s, it was near impossible to find artisan cheese made in America. Remember, this was a time when wines like Riuniti were top sellers. But there was a core group, mainly women, who across the country started making artisan goat cheese. Allison Hooper was one of them. All I wanted to do was make this cheese. That was the only motivating thing. I was so into the product that the business side was absolutely secondary. There's a lot of passion, a lot of just wanting to do something that, you know, when you make a product, it's, um, it's incredibly gratifying. Certainly 20 years ago when people were not even talking about cheese, much less American cheese. The hurdles that one had to clear as an American cheesemaker were huge. Today, if you say you're an American cheesemaker, you're kind of revered. You're special. But 20 years ago, if it wasn't French or Italian, it wasn't cheese. It wasn't edible. And so you really had to prove yourself that, well, if our customers are happy, then the word will get around and that will be fine. Um, You know, in business, people will say that's not enough. You know, you really need to um, tell your story over and over again. And we're thinking our story. What is what's a, what do you mean a story it's just it's what we do we don't have a story there's no we just decided to do this thing and um, we thought that seemed so odd why would we tell our story it has nothing it's just, we're just making cheese Allison Hooper started as a cheesemaker because she was volunteered by a local chef to make goat cheese for an agricultural benefit Soon after, with business partner Bob Reese, she opened Vermont Butter and Cheese. This was back in 1984. Today they make butter, yogurt, creme fraiche, and a wide variety of goat cheeses. Walking through the plant now, it's hard to imagine that Allison used to travel at 3 a.m. from farm to farm collecting milk in cans. Now her role is more complex. Being a business owner with 25 employees and helping to expand her business and the American cheese market in general. Now nearing 25 years in the business, she is considered one of the, quote, elders and is somewhat of a spokesperson for the burgeoning industry. If you take the example of goat cheese alone, we in the United States are paying more for the milk than in France. Right there alone, when you think about converting milk to cheese and it takes six pounds of milk to make a pound of cheese, the more cost in your milk, it increases the cost of the cheese quickly. (laughs) And um, so when, when you think about, well, why would a cheese from the U.S. cost so much more when you don't have the, you know, the cost of importing and the um, the travel, the air travel, or the boat, or whatever, um, the actual manufacturing cost of the cheese is higher than it is in Europe. The Europeans, their plants are bought and paid for. Um, they've been doing this for generations, and our industry is young. We're still, we're financing everything. 
um, and not just our company, but all companies. And also, what we also have to consider that when you hire somebody to work in your cheese plant, certainly for Bob and me, there's an expectation that we pay a living wage, we pay 80% of a family health plan, and for a small company, that's a lot. So cost of employees is very high. You know, these are, these are the things that when you make an artisan cheese, when you saw how much handling, how many times you touch that product, it's amazing. Milk is the single biggest cost in the business, yeah. And we don't have a lot of control over that cost. There are a lot of costs we don't have control. We don't have cost of control over our energy cost, trucking, um, you know, our health insurance goes up double digits every year. But the cost of the milk is something that um, when we buy cream, we're really at the mercy of the, 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 the co-op that sells us the cream. The cost of the goat's milk um, is something that we offer to the farms. However, you have to try to offer a price so they'll make you the milk. This year we, get, we increased the cost of the milk 12%, um, which will cost you know an additional $100,000 in, in goat's milk. So sometimes you look at, well, um, that takes care of your profit for the year, but it's something that you really have to, if you believe in the product, you've got to invest in the raw materials. Currently, Vermont Butter and Cheese is embarking on a new venture. With the assistance of highly trained dairy experts from France, they constructed a state-of-the-art cheesemaking and aging facility that replicates the very structures and processes that have made some French imports so successful. Vermont Butter and Cheese is taking a very scientific and methodical approach to producing a new line of goat cheeses that are somewhat delicate. The driving belief being that with efficiency and rigor, even cheeses that require a lot of attention and touch can be produced consistently and for a competitive price. Um, three years or three years ago, we started making the bambouche, which means um, a good mouthful in French, and we made that in our existing plant. Uh, there were two problems. One was that it was very difficult to make this cheese consistently. One week it would be very soft and runny, and the next week it would be too dry and hard. Uh, customers would say, well, this wasn't the cheese that I had last week. And as much as we tried to overcome those inconsistencies, we simply didn't have the control and didn't have the facility adapted specifically for this cheese. The second problem, of course, is that when you add mold to milk, you are, have the risk of contaminating all the other products around you. So here we were making butter and fresh goat cheese and creme fraiche and other products that we didn't want to develop yeast and um, molds in the, in the product, and we were bringing it into the plant. So we were really at risk of having major, major problems with our business. At that time, we decided to stop doing this and to build a business around this cheese. There was really no point in making a product for the fun of it if we couldn't make it into 
a profitable venture and it wasn't fun when we were disappointing our customers we were you know our reputation was at risk as well so um, it took three years to build this plant and um, with the help of this French um, operations manager Adeline she really um, was pivotal in um, making that successful and bringing her French cheese technology background to this project. You see how um, it's this different is now. There's yeah. no fresh air intake. Not in the drying room. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, what they calculate is this according to the size of the door and how many times we're going to open it every day. It's, uh, it's give you a volume of fresh air that you introduce and according to the quantity of cheeses that we need and the condition for this type of room it's enough uh, opening and closing yeah, the doors yeah, yeah. 10 mm -hmm. times a day and according to this size mm -hmm. so you can see that the set temperature and the measure are very close I'm setting to 60 degrees Fahrenheit and 60.3 and um, same thing for the humidity I'm set for 75 and uh, 76 point yeah but she, she, uh, she used to live with us when she was an intern and when we decided not to make the bambouche anymore, she um, she sat down at the kitchen table. You know, she handed me the box of Kleenex, and she said, "Okay, I got some bad news. I got some good news. The bad news is, Allison, you really can't make this product anymore in your plant. You're really going to bring your business to its knees. And the good news is that you you need to build." an addition and be the first American company to make this great cheese and I'm going to help you do it. And, you know, it was great. Now Allison is back at the vat, looking more at home than ever. But even after 20 years in the business, she still shows the same humbleness she started with. The sales meeting, yeah. right? Oh, you don't want to taste this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't taste this. It's not the best. You know, that's a problem with the cheese maker. Say, so, yeah. So, gosh, ay, ay, ay.